the day the sun goes dark immediately in the middle of the day, or the day that you see the moon go dark and stars falling from heaven. That's the key to knowing the return of Jesus is imminent. Matthew 24, Jesus says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. There are 14 plagues of the Great Tribulation. You can read about those in Revelation chapter 8 and 9 and 16. They are divided into two parts. There are seven angels who are given seven trumpets, and each angel sounds his trumpet in order in a specific order, and that trumpet looses the plague. Then, part two of the Great Tribulation, which is recorded for us to read in Revelation chapter 16, there are seven angels given seven vials of the wrath of God, and each angel pours that vial out on the earth and the plague assigned to that vial comes upon the earth and it especially comes upon the men who have the mark of the beast on their forehead and this really has to be those who have taken on antichrists going opposite from the scripture and the instructions in the scripture. They go in the way of men to please men and fall away from the word of God. For example, Matthew 5.32, Jesus said, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. I'm paraphrasing. So the churches come along and say, no, it's all right to marry a divorced woman. God loves you and wants you to be happy. So they go that way. Taking on the mark of the beast, becoming opposite to Christ, to the doctrine of the word of God in the Holy Bible. We see it all the time. We see it in every church group that I know of. We see individuals choose to go in a way opposite to the way shown us by God in the New Testament Bible. 
Pam Padgett reported a story where a woman in their singles class who had she had been divorced twice, I think, and she decided to remarry. So she found a man in the singles class who would marry her. Pam went to this woman and said, according to the Bible, if you marry after divorce, you commit adultery. And Pam gave her the scriptures on the subject. And this woman said, I don't care what the Bible says. I know what I want. And often what they will say to you is, I know God forgives me and approves this. Mixing different doctrines wrongly. Those who are going to be damned will be damned. Those who love the word of God and conform themselves to the image of Christ by doing the scriptures, the specific scriptures on the subject, those are the ones that belong to God. Everybody does some of the scriptures, but most people have certain scriptures they just won't do. And they mark themselves with the mark of the beast. For those still living on the earth at the time this happens, we can expect first the 14 plagues of the Great Tribulation to come on the earth. Some of those plagues you may not see and be, you may not even be aware of them. For example, are you aware that sand island off the coast of Australia has almost burned to pieces and they may even lose the whole island? Are you aware that they've had terrible fires in 2020 in the rainforest in the Amazon? Are you aware of the fires in California? If you live in Africa, you might not be aware of the fires in California in 2020. If you live in the United States, you probably are. The first tribulation that comes will have great hail, fire mingled with blood, which would be lightning, and I'm not sure what the mingled with blood means. And we read concerning this first plague of the great tribulation, Revelation chapter 8, verse 7, the first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of trees was burnt up. If you were to go to the parts of California where the fires came in 2020, you would definitely see the third part of the trees burnt up. And all green grass was burnt up. In that fire area, all green grass would be burnt up. If you went to the Amazon, you would see that. If you went to Sand Island, 
in Australia, you would see that. All of this happened in 2020. I'm not saying this was the first plague. I'm simply saying people in certain parts of the world might not recognize this to be the first of the Great Tribulation. Certainly, the people of the world might not even know there is the Great Tribulation, but the church people probably do. The churchgoers probably do, and they might miss it entirely. The point at which everyone will see is when the sun goes dark. We had a woman in our church group who reported a dream to us. She and her husband were getting ready to go out to buy a TV. She was at the car waiting for him, and all of a sudden, the sky went dark. She said it was absolutely terrifying. She said she started to run back into the house, but she knew that wouldn't do any good. So she just fell down on her knees. This is what it will be like. And the thing that these plagues will be like is this. The prophet Amos of the Old Testament described it in Amos chapter 5. He said the great tribulation was as if a man did flee from a lion, and then he would think he was safe, and a bear met him, or went into his house and leaned his hand on the wall, thinking he was safe, and a serpent bit him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light? even very dark, and no brightness in it. This year, in 2020, I heard a Christmas tree seller describe it as one of the best years he'd ever had. He said that Christmas trees just basically went like hotcakes. People wanted to try to create some kind of joy in their life, and they put up Christmas trees. Pam said, wouldn't you hate to depend on a Christmas tree for your joy? And I said, oh, yes. But that's the world's way of dealing with it. All over the earth, at some point in time, when the sun goes dark, they will know that something has happened. And they will reach for joy in fleshly ways, and it will escape them. And the days will be unendurable for them. And one thing after another will happen to them. Those who are the elect of God who are left on this earth will need to remember to ask God to help them to endure that day, to fill that day that they might live joyously even in the midst of destruction. But Jesus says, if the days were not shortened, even the elect would not be saved. No man would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. 
That's in Matthew 24. It's coming. The Great Tribulation is coming if it hasn't already started. It's coming. Another thing that we don't know is the specific length of time of the Great Tribulation, of each of the parts of the Great Tribulation. It might not be a few days. It might be more like the coronavirus. I'm sure most of us thought this virus would be over in three or four months. It has not happened that way. As it continued to drag on, so many people forgot the great danger and went back out and joined their friends and had big parties. And the rate of the virus increased dramatically. Their endurance for this coronavirus was so short. They could have stood it had it been a week or a month even. But for it to have gone on the way it has in 2020 has been a spotlight to show us what is likely to come with each of these plagues of the Great Tribulation. The endurance that will be needed to live sensibly through each plague. The endurance that will be needed to hold on to faith during the plagues. I think some people in churches were greatly shaken by what they saw. I think the faith movement would really be upset because they are basically taught, so far as I know, at least they were taught this in the 1980s, a doctrine called the, the authority of the believer, that the devil couldn't touch them or their family. All they had to do was to stand up and renounce the devil, and he could not come into their house and hurt them. That is a false doctrine, by the way. At the time they were preaching this doctrine in the 80s, I was attending a faith movement church, and one day we had an ice storm. I lived in Dallas, and we had an ice storm, and you didn't dare to drive out on the highways. The church I was attending was at least 20 miles away from my apartment. So I decided to just walk over to Highland, Meth Highland Park Methodist Church, which was a block and a half from my apartment. As I walked over there, I saw one Rolls Royce after another and cars of that magnitude. And I realized these Methodist people didn't know anything about faith, not like the faith movement taught. And yet here was all this money. Whereas we were being taught a prosperity through claiming scriptures. And we were being taught the authority of the believer, and at that time, some type of storm hit the Gulf of Mexico and Houston. And I thought, well, if this really works to stand against the devil the way they're teaching, why didn't some of these great men of faith in the faith movement churches stand up and forbid the devil to hit Houston? Why didn't they do that? And I began to see that that doctrine was incorrect. 
Well, what happened to these faith movement people when they felt they could renounce the devil and he could not possibly come into their church group? And yet he did. He came into their church group and the coronavirus attacked them. Well, I know what they're taught. Their faith was not strong enough if they had a disease. One of my best friends at that time was Vanetta Copeland, Kenneth Copeland's mother. She told me this story. She said one of the Copeland children was dying, in the hospital dying. And they were all just standing around quoting scripture, renouncing the devil, commanding that he couldn't touch that child. And Vanetta, who was raised Baptist, she said, I watched them. And she said, then I just went into a room and fell down on my knees and begged God to please help that child. See, she knew that doctrine was wrong. But what you're basically taught, or you were at least in the early 80s, is that you have power over the devil as a Christian, the authority of the believer. You have power over the devil to command the devil that he cannot touch you or your family or your house. Therefore, hail could not hit your house. It might hit every house around you, but not your house. This is what was being taught. If it didn't work, you were told your faith was not strong enough. And when your faith became strong enough, it would work. This is what is called a catch-22. So during coronavirus, these churches, many of them, kept trying to meet, and the coronavirus spread among them. It was bound to be faith-shaking to many people. But those who have real faith in God... It's not faith in their church. It's not faith in their pastor. It is faith in God. Those people, I feel, would be sustained by God even if they got the coronavirus. And the way I felt when I had an accident in 2018 and had to go to the hospital when I was in early 80s, I didn't really care whether I lived or died. I didn't even ask God, am I going to live or die? I knew whichever way it went, it would be okay. And those who have real faith have that type of faith. They know whatever happens, they belong to God. And they have their trust in God. But a great many people in churches have a trust in their church doctrine, which may or may not be right. For a great many churches have wrong doctrine being spoken in them. Not just the faith movement. Baptist, Church of Christ, many of them teach things opposite to the Word of God. For example, in the Church of Christ, they teach that it is wrong to call your ministers pastor. So they call their ministers minister. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says that Jesus gave to the church some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the perfecting of the saints. And yet they say it's wrong to call your ministers pastor. That doctrine of the Church of Christ is damnable. It's incorrect. It's not according to Bible. And I find from church to church that certain doctrines do not conform to the Bible. They have allowed Antichrist opposite to Bible into their churches. And many of their people believe these doctrines that are being taught by their churches. So that is what is going on. Antichrist had to come into the churches before Jesus could return, says Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. There had to be a falling away from Scripture in the churches so the man of sin could sit in the churches showing himself he was God. Paul said it had to happen before Jesus could return. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. It has happened. It's been happening since the days of the Apostle Paul. For in Acts 20, Paul said to the elders at Ephesus that he knew that some of them would come in after he was gone and teach perverse things, speak perverse things to draw away disciples to themselves setting up denominations and other churches that can teach other doctrines, another Jesus. The doctrine of Christ is stated for us in the New Testament Bible. And yet church after church after church have added things and taken things away and changed doctrine. So we see Antichrist in the churches today. Well, that had to happen before Jesus could return. So the return of Jesus, before he returns, the great tribulation would take place because it says immediately after the tribulation of those days, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the powers of heaven would be shaken. The sun would go dark, the moon would go dark, the stars would fall from heaven. The earth will move out of its position in the solar system. The powers of heaven would be shaken. Now let's look at the thing that happens after the powers of heaven are shaken. That is in Matthew chapter 24. Start at verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man. We see that he comes after the tribulation of those days. He comes after the powers of heaven are shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming 
in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Matthew 24, verse 29 through 31. If you will focus on Matthew 24, you will see so much about the end times. You will see that at the end times, many will come saying, Jesus is Lord, and they will deceive many. Jesus says, don't let them deceive you. They say they're Christians. They say Jesus is Lord, but they won't follow specific scriptures they explain them away don't be deceived by them he says there will be wars and rumors of wars that that must come to pass but that's the beginning of sorrows haven't we seen world war ii we saw atrocities in world war ii that it's difficult to imagine happening and being any worse than what we saw in World War II. Beginning of sorrows. It's not that it happens in a month, a day, a year. It's spread out through decades. I have no doubt that the falling away from the scriptures began in the time of Paul, Acts 20 tells me that. John said there were already many Antichrists in the churches. They'd stay for a while in the real church, and then they left to set up other churches. All these denominations started back at the time of the resurrection of Jesus, at the time of Paul, at the time of John. It was just sitting there waiting to happen, and as soon as Paul was gone, they took over and set up all these denominations. Well, it had to happen. It's been going on now for 2,000 years. But there will be an end to it. And when the wickedness gets so bad on the earth that the cup is full, then the reaping of the earth comes. In Revelation, it's called the great wine press of God. And the great tribulation comes, and the powers of the heaven and earth are shaken after the great tribulation, and the sign of Jesus coming through the air comes after the powers of heaven are shaken, and then he sends his angels to gather the elect from off the earth. Now we know by 1 Thessalonians 4 that the dead in Christ are raised first. These are just things that we can focus on to know. Everybody will know when the sun isn't, goes dark in the middle of the day or at 4 p.m. or at 9 a.m. All of a sudden there's sun and then it's dark. That is the loudest trumpet that you could possibly hear showing exactly where we are in time. 
That is the powers of heaven being shaken, as we are told in Matthew 24, verse 29. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man, after the powers of heaven are shaken. So when that sun goes dark, you can know the arrival of Jesus will be soon if you're still alive on this earth. So if you want to know what Jesus says about the Great Tribulation, one of the chapters in the Bible to focus on is Matthew 24. And then also read Revelation 8, 9, and 16, for they show the 14 plagues that come upon this world. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.